0: The storm is coming. It's not the first time in history that this kind of storm has come upon God's people.
2: The children of Israel for years lived a wonderful life under Joseph in ancient Egypt. But then the day came when
0: he died and a new king came into power.
2: And slowly the Egyptians saw that the life of the children of Israel
0: became increasingly bitter and dark, finally enslaving them, working them with whips in the fields, in the brick kiln. They had enough food to eat, they had their families, they had some autonomy.
2: But it was a life of bitter, bitter slavery. Now in the midst of all of that, they cried out to God. And they asked for their deliverer. They had been promised a deliverer. God heard their cry, called Moses out of the desert, and sent him to bring deliverance. Now, I want you to notice
0: that the Egyptians were living a wonderful life. This was a very prosperous time for Egypt. They were the center
2: of education and learning. They had many gods. This was a time of social peace. But that had to end. How was God going to move in Egypt in a way that would
0: cause the Egyptian people to fall back and allow their
2: slaves to go free? It was not an easy process. God stepped in and with a mighty
0: hand he began to destroy the culture the history, the prosperity.
2: He began to utterly destroy Egypt. Its economy was destroyed. Its social life was destroyed. Terrible
0: storms came upon them. Slimy frogs coming up out of the Nile, covering their Home getting even in their beds and on their
2: in their kitchens flies coming, filthy flies invading the homes. The locusts came. Their cattle died. This was a time of great distress in Egypt
0: such as they had never before experienced. God
2: was tearing apart Egypt because they would not let God's people go. Now, with all of this happening, and I'll share more, but I just want to say, we're going to see this again the only way the
0: children of Israel were willing to follow Moses out of Egypt
2: was that Egypt was destroyed. The only reason the Egyptians would allow the children of Israel to flee was the eldest sons had all died. Egypt was destroyed and they then released their slaves. So we come. We come now to. They had to cross the Red Sea. God will open for you your Red Sea. But when he
0: opens your Red Sea, he's taking you straight into the wilderness. The wilderness is not a pleasant place. The wilderness is a place of scorpions. It's a place of snakes. It's a place of sand, blowing sand. It's not like the sophistication of Egypt. You don't have the restaurants to go to
2: out in the desert. You don't have the money flowing. It's all cut off. So which would you rather be, in Egypt or in the desert?
0: Some of us voluntarily choose to go to the desert at the call of the Holy Spirit. I have chosen that along with Twyla. We're not interested in Egypt. We're not interested in the world. We're not interested in the lifestyle. We're not interested in the houses and the cars and the... We're just not interested. Our hearts have been stolen away by the living Jesus Christ.
2: We want to serve him and and walk with him. And we want to be delivered through that wilderness into the promised land. There's no road that goes from Egypt to the promised land. You have to go through the wilderness. Now, I'm going to say something that may surprise some of you, but I think not. Christians today do not want to go to the desert. Christians today want their
0: easy, comfortable lifestyle in America. You want your restaurants. You want your money. You want your clothing outlets.
2: You want, you want, you want, you want. Okay. That's how it is. So how is God going to get you to leave your comfortable setting and pursue him? Now, one of the great sorrows of my heart, Brother Ed did a careful look at
0: the numbers of people who listened to which broadcasts, and what he discovered was if the broadcast is about
2: positive living, it's about enjoyment, it's about the blessings of God, lots of people want to listen if it's
0: about repentance for sin, if it's about turning away from the world, the flesh, and the devil, then not so many people want to listen to that. And of course, you know, you've heard before, the scriptures are very plain, that the end times, people are going to want messages that tickle their ears, that please them, not rebuke for sin, not turning away from darkness.
2: And that's abundantly clear in the messages you hear on this broadcast. What you can expect is that God is going to have to destroy America, even
0: as he destroyed Egypt, before God's people will be interested in revival or in leaving
2: the culture of Egypt called American culture. Don't want to leave that. So, God is going to soon, we see it already,
0: totally destroy the economy of America. Inflation is going to go sky high. The bond market is going to
2: implode. And we are going to see that The good times in America are over. Crime is on the increase. Violence, thuggery, sexual impurity, fornication, sodomy. We're seeing a tremendous increase in wickedness in America.
0: And, of course, that only brings the judgment of God on a nation. But this time, God is bringing that judgment for a secondary reason. Because he wants his people to flee from the wickedness of America
2: and repent of their sins and get clean.
0: So to bring that to pass, he's going to destroy totally
2: what you and I know as America. The freedoms will be lost, the cash will be gone, the lifestyle will be over, and
0: you will see large numbers of Mexican people moving back to Mexico.
2: You're going to see people from Ghana moving back to Ghana. You're going to see people
0: returning to their homelands. Because America is no longer the land of prosperity. It is the land of utter brokenness
2: and wickedness. It is the land of Sodom and Gomorrah. And as that happens, more and more people are going to be saying, where do we go? America is no longer the land of the free and the brave. It's the land of child marketing. It's the land of pornography. It's the land of violence and crime. It's no longer the land of the free and the brave. And the
0: result is that many people, with their professions and their contributions in America, will simply get up and move A great exodus is going to occur from America as they see the prices going sky high and they see the destruction
2: of our economy and of our culture. It's going to be a a time of great sadness in America, of great sorrow. Now the children of Israel they left Egypt for very similar reasons.
0: The struggle to survive in Egypt as a slave grew increasingly difficult as the
2: workload was increased. The quota was increased for bricks being made. In Exodus, the 14th chapter, we find the story of the crossing of the Red Sea. Now the Lord was with them. He went ahead of them in a pillar of of fire at night and a cloud by day so they could travel day or night. And then the Lord said to Moses, Moses, where to go, where to take the people. It was to a crossing of the Red Sea. The water was deep and dangerous. But they appeared to be wandering. And because of that,
0: and because of the great concern in Pharaoh's heart over How do we rebuild our nation? We have let our slaves go. We've got to
2: go get them. It's amazing how quickly we forget our history and turn back to our own ideas and our own goals. And then
0: God has to step in again When God decides to destroy a nation, that nation will be destroyed. He has decided to
2: destroy America. America will be destroyed. Look at Revelation 17 and 18. And there you will find America is called Babylon. Babylon is destroyed. But in the destruction of America, America will turn and murder many of God's people. Persecute, execute. Well, we find the Israelites are moving out. Over a million people, including wives and children, Pharaoh had his finest 600 chariots
0: quickly arranged for, all the other chariots of Egypt, officers over every one of them. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued the Israelites who were marching out boldly.
2: But the way Moses led them, it appeared that they were just going in circles. They pursued the children of Israel through a very direct path. They overtook them as they camped by the sea near Piharath. As Pharaoh approached, the Israelites could look back This is a very dry area,
0: a very dusty area, and they could see the cloud of dust, and they could see the standards of the Egyptian army
2: coming after them very rapidly. Children of Israel were terrified, and they began to cry out to the Lord. But listen to what they said
0: to Moses. Was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us up out of the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone. Let us serve the Egyptians. It would be better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. where there was no economy in Egypt left. They don't understand. They
2: don't have a choice. It's die in Egypt or die in the desert. But they have their God, a mighty God. I I just want to say, please, this first statement by the children of Israel, they're terrified, they cry out to the Lord, okay, I understand that. But then, they begin to accuse. They
0: begin to say something that will become the mantra of the children of Israel.
2: Were there no graves in Egypt? What have you done to us by bringing us up out of it? We're the victims. Why are we always the victims? Didn't we
0: say to you in Egypt, leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptians? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. This becomes their mantra for the next 40 years. And I dare say, for many years after this, the Jewish people have played a wonderful victim, the world's victim. Why? Because they have not put their trust, neither have they obeyed the Lord their God.
2: And the consequence has been horrific for the Jewish nation. Now Moses answers the people. I love his answer. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. Wow, that's hard. That's so difficult. Almost three months ago, I'm in the third month. I fell and broke my leg. My hip shattered. I can't walk. I've been at home, not going out for almost three months. Standing
0: by faith that God will heal me. He will restore me.
2: My faith is in Jesus. Oh, but I want to tell you. If you said to me, have you been afraid? Yes. Are you going to stand firm? Yes. Standing firm doesn't mean you're not afraid. I find almost nobody today in the American culture that's that's willing to stand
0: firm and trust the Lord God with their life. No, we'd rather have it covered with a plastic credit card. We'd rather have it covered with whatever we have resources available to make sure everything's going to come out the way I want it to come out in the end. But to utterly cast myself. On the word of the Lord, where he says, wait, wait upon the Lord, Ray.
2: And the Lord will carry you through. Well, will he carry me through or won't he? Am I to wait on the Lord or am I not? People have said to me, Ray, go to a doctor. You know, most of the people who've said that to me have been so-called Christian. And the pagans, the Buddhists, you know what they say? Okay, I understand, Ray. You're waiting on your Jesus. Yes, I'm waiting on my Jesus. Do you know who comes almost every day? to visit me and find out how I'm doing? A pagan man. Is your Jesus really going to heal you? Not Christians. Not, not, not God's people. No, 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 no. Ray's crazy. He's not
0: gone to a doctor. He should, he should change. He should go see a doctor.
2: Like doctors are somehow God's. I don't think so. And then it goes on. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. You need only to be still. Wait upon the Lord. Wait upon your God. Now, you're going to find this is a a mantra of God's people who are really God's people. Wait upon the Lord. For the Lord is worthy, and the Lord will do what he has said he will do. He is a God of power and of action. He's not a wimp God. He's not a false God. The Lord says to Moses, Why are you crying out to me?
0: Tell the children of Israel to move on. Raise your staff. Stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. Are you kidding me? This great body of water is going to split in two, and the wind is going to dry it out, and you're going to escape the Egyptians by
2: going through the Red Sea? Yes. Yes.
0: God's solutions sometime sometimes they look utterly
2: formidable, impossible. Nobody's ever done it. And you have to decide. Are you going to put your trust in the Lord God of heaven or are you going to be with your trust
0: in the Egyptians. I don't trust the Egyptians, the world, the flesh, and the devil. I trust my Lord. Raise your staff. Stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them. And I will gain glory through Pharaoh and all of his army through his chariots and his horsemen.
2: I mean, this was the best military in the world. I mean, a tank is like equivalent of of an Egyptian in that modern day. How do you call it? with all of his chariots and his horsemen. I mean, that was the top technology of the day. I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them, and I will gain glory. The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I gain glory through Pharaoh his chariots, and his horsemen. Then the angel of God, who had been traveling in front of Israel's army, withdrew
0: and went behind them. The pillar of cloud also moved from in front and stood behind them, coming between the armies of Egypt and Israel and throughout the night the cloud brought darkness to one side and light to the other side, so that neither went near the other all night
2: long. I'm sure it would have been interesting to listen to the commanders speak to the king about what was happening with this cloud. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea,
0: and all that night, the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind
2: and turned it into dry land. The waters were divided, and the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with
0: a wall of water on the right and on their left. The Egyptians pursued them and all the Philistines' horses and chariots Horsemen followed them into the sea. During the last watch of the night, the Lord looked down from the pillar of fire and cloud as the Egyptian army
2: piled in after the children of Israel. And the Lord began to cause the wheels to come off the chariots of the Egyptians. The Egyptians said, let's get away from the Israelites. The Lord
0: is fighting for them against Egypt. Hey, didn't you catch on when the storms came? Didn't you catch on when the lightning and the hail
2: killed your livestock, sent the frogs, sent the locusts, and then killed your eldest son? Didn't you catch on? This God is powerful. The Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your
0: hand over the sea, so that the waters may flow back over the Egyptians and their chariots and their horses. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and at daybreak the sea went back into its place the Egyptians were fleeing, and the Lord swept them into the sea. The water flowed back and covered the chariots and the horsemen. The entire army of Pharaoh that had followed the Israelites into the sea, not one of them survived. The Israelites went through the sea on dry ground. With the wall of water on their right and on their left, That day the Lord saved Israel from the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians lying dead on the shore, and when the Israelites saw the great power of the Lord displayed against the
2: Egyptians, the people feared the Lord and put their trust in him and in Moses his servant. terrifying when a god can come down and kill an entire army by drowning them. That's what he just did. You know, I don't know about you, but I see that American Christians are not in a place To leave Egypt. They want their lifestyle. And I tell you. There is nothing uglier. To the God of heaven. Than for a mega church. Or any church. To be packed with people. Lifting their hands. Praising and singing songs. when that night they're going to go home to their fornication. They're going to go home that night to their pornography, to their sodomy. There's nothing more disgusting to the Lord God of heaven than for Christians to say, we love the Lord, we worship God. But in fact, their hearts are far from Jesus. And it's up to each one of us, frankly, to examine our own hearts and say, am I a hypocrite? Do I say I'm a a lover of Jesus Christ? But in my heart, I love the entertainment and the wages of darkness. It's because of this, that God cannot call his people out of Egypt today. They won't come. They've got to have their tacos. They've got to have the entertainment. They've got to have their movies. They've got to have their fornication. They're not going to leave. They're going to stay right here in America. They're going to enjoy their lifestyle with their cars and their entertainment. They're not going to leave. They love the ways of darkness. And the pastors, for the most part, are walking right along with God's people. They're not going to turn away from this. And so, God is going to come with mighty power. He's going to bring persecution on the Christian
0: church. If you call yourself a Christian, you're in trouble. They're going to be
2: after you. They're going to try to destroy your life. He's going to have to destroy America. God has many people in America that love him. You may be one of those. But you also may be walking in known sin. So God is going to step into America. He has already stepped into America. And we're
0: going to see flooding like we've never seen before. We're going to see volcanoes. We're going to see all kinds of
2: manifestations that will utterly rip America apart. And it will all be because of sin. God is serious about the sin business. He's serious about pornography and fornication. The lust for money. The lust for entertainment. The lust for all the right foods. God sees this. He sees the object of our worship. And God is going to remove it. I don't know the next things that will happen. I'm not a prophet. I'm a watchman. I can only tell you that God is in the process, well into the planning process, for the utter destruction of the nation called America. And people are going to flee. going to go home. America is going to become barren. Moses has a song of redemption. I will sing to the Lord for he is highly exalted. The horse and its rider he has hurled into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army. He has hurled into the sea.
0: The best of Pharaoh's officers are drowned in the Red Sea. The deep waters have covered them. They sank to the depths like a stone. Your right hand, O Lord, your majestic in power, your right hand, O Lord, shattered the enemy. In the greatness of your majesty, You threw down those who opposed you. You unleashed your burning anger. It consumed them like stubble. By the blast of your nostrils, the waters piled up. The surging water stood firm like a wall. The deep waters congealed in the heart of the sea. Enemy boasted, I will pursue. I will overtake them. I will divide the spoils, I will gorge myself on them. I will draw my sword, and my hand will destroy them. But you blew
2: with your breath, and the sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. Who among the gods is like you, O Lord? Who
0: is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glory? working wonders. You stretched out your right hand
2: and the earth swallowed them in your unfailing love. You will lead the people you have redeemed. In your strength, you will guide them to your holy dwelling. I know in the Lord what my job is. My job is to confront Americans, American Christians,
0: and call them to get ready to go out into the wilderness where we will hide ourselves for a time until
2: Jesus comes in awesome power and rescues his people. There is a revival coming. Twilight and I will be a part of that by the grace of God. First, I need to be healed, and I will be. But God is calling his people out of
0: the wickedness of the American culture, and he's saying, come out and be clean. Touch no unclean thing, and I will receive you. Don't touch the movies. Don't touch the the wickedness of our age.
2: Don't touch it. Come out of it. Be separate. Sing to the Lord. For he is highly exalted. The horse and its rider he has hurled into the sea. Let's pray. Mighty God, my heart is so concerned for America. I have loved and lived in this nation all of my life, but I see it descending into utter wickedness. And I see
0: Brothers and sisters who call themselves Christians descending with America into the wickedness of America, entertaining themselves on every delectable food
2: of the devil, grabbing for themselves every possible advantage, not focused on you, Jesus, not.
0: Pouring out their heart in love to you and devotion to you and obedience
2: to your commands. No real repentance, just a show. Just a show. No real crying to you, Jesus. Lord. Would you call out of this wicked nation a people who will make a covenant with you by sacrifice? Who will give themselves utterly to you, Jesus, and to the way of the cross? Who will turn aside from the sexual sin? Who will turn aside from the love of the darkness. Whole families, Lord, are being led into destruction. They love the house and the cars. They love the lifestyle of the Egyptians. But Lord, if they don't repent, They will not be able to enter into the desert to wait upon your coming. They will be lost and cast down with the Egyptians. Lord, I pray. I pray for your people today. Lord, I pray for your people today. And Lord, there are many who are yet pagan. And yet there is a calling in their heart to follow you. Lord, I pray you will gather your saints together. I pray you will gather your saints together and prepare a people to go with you into the kingdom above. To enter into heaven for eternity. Lord come. Prepare a people. Move in our hearts. O Jesus. I pray in your holy name. Amen. You've been listening to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Ray Greenlee from. The National Prayer Chapel. I'm wondering if some of you have become angry
0: at these messages that I've been giving, calling you to repent, because many of you pulled back in your giving. Some of you have totally
2: disappeared. Some of you are still faithful, and I thank God for you. If your heart is moved for the Gospel of Jesus and you want to be a part, write to me at pastor ray greenley national
0: prayer chapel post office box twenty three
2: forty six woodbridge virginia two two one nine five
0: nobody said this
2: was going to be easy and i Tell you now, it's not easy for me. It's very difficult. Go to our webpage, nationalprayerchapel.com. You are welcome to give online. Share some shorts with friends and family. I know the day is coming very soon when you will
0: have to make a decision. Are you going to be sold out for Jesus
2: Christ or are you going to be a fence-sitter? Half in, half out, you're going to have to make a decision because the time is growing short. Jesus is coming again. Jesus will destroy America. And the judgments are going to be very, very plain. I don't want those judgments to fall on you or your family. I want you to be clean
0: in Jesus. Get rid of everything in your household.
2: Television. Everything in your household that brings darkness to you. Shove it away. Dump it. Get to Jesus and get to Jesus quickly now. Begin to
0: pray. Begin to read the scriptures, Romans, the sixth chapter. I haven't preached on that for a while, but I will soon. Read, pray, Romans, the sixth chapter. It is the
2: word of God to the modern age. So I urge you today, Don't harden your heart. Hear the word
0: of the living God and obey. You've been listening to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Ray Greenlee from the National Prayer Chapel. I'd love to hear from you. God bless you. I'll talk to you soon.
1: To Him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you blameless before the presence of His glory.